Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Danny Meringue. And then I went to this movie theater. This is it. I made a noise like this. Dusty Hera. Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick this is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader 1080 the fan all right hour number two I will warn you right now it'll only be a few seconds uh, but if you are Wondering what the Mariners doing, turning radio down for 10 seconds starting now. Okay. Mariners are up 3-0 on the Astros. Justin Verlander's getting rocked right now. Julio Rodriguez with a two-run double. Ty France at the plate with one out. And uh, Julio at second in the second inning. So uh, things are going great. Everything's fine. Nothing nothing to worry about here. Everything's fine. (laughs) Evans fans loving it. Yep. Yeah, everything's fine. There's there's nothing to worry about. No, it's good. Everything's fine. I'll be honest. I picked I picked the Astros to win this series, but I definitely did not pick them to sweep. So, mm. there yeah. you go. Um, <laughs> it's a series. It's a series. All all, all the I'm fine. The tables the tur- so. tables have turned. You know turn, what, turn Rust, tables. Will you just turn on some NFL music for me, please? <laughs> Can you we just have the NFL music playing? Thank you. I didn't get this lucky last time. Thank you. Well, you didn't have meat on the bone to get to. <laughs> we got a lot of NFL leftovers uh, that we need to get to, including this little nug that we have right here about uh, we were talking Monday Night Football. This nugget about Travis Kelsey. This is an incredible stat. Travis Kel- Kelsey against the Raiders. His stat line went seven catches. For 25 yards, which is incredible to think about in the first place, that is actually a credit to the Raiders. I don't even know how you average 3.6 yards per catch. They kept Kelsey under wraps all game. Except, Except for, for in the, the end zone. zone. No, in the end zone. Yes. Like, it wasn't even the red zone. Like, they did fine from the 20 until, like, the 5-yard line. Uh, he had 7 catches, 25 yards, and 4 touchdowns. Four touchdowns. That number does not make sense. He's the first player in NFL history with four receiving touchdowns of fewer than 10 yards in a game. Uh, Also, the fewest receiving yards for a player with four or more touchdowns in a game was 93 by Marvin Jones Jr. prior to that, back in 2019. That's that Lions season, right? But (laughs) 93 (laughs) in 25? That is... Listen, man, that's 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 that 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 goal line magic, and that's just what Boy. 
listen, what does a tight end, where, where, where is a tight end more important than that? No, no, nowhere. For blocking, receiving, everything. Literally peak importance when five Absolutely. yards and in, and nobody does it better than him. Uh, what was that dumb stat you had, Rust, that was just, like, ridiculously, uh, like, you just say, what? Yeah, 19 tight ends this weekend had more receiving yards than Travis Kelsey's 25. He had more touchdowns than all 19 combined. <laughs> Again, he does it better than anybody else. Uh, and it's a bummer that the Raiders didn't have theirs active in the why? You think that would have made a difference? I think Darren Waller playing would have made a little bit of a difference, yes. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, the Raiders fall to one and four Ugh. on the season. God, two and three sounds so much better. Chiefs are four and one. Uh, you know, I'm a giant nerd, Dusty. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, I would... I never really thought of it that way, but sure, yeah, you know analytics very well. Uh, yes, and I, I'm pivoting from my deep dive into basketball analytics into some NFL analytics. Seth Walder uh, is the director of analytics for ESPN. He has developed a ton of metrics using NFL's next-gen stats. Uh, to kind of sum it all up, it, it captures through all of the tracking data that the NFL has available how good receivers are at getting open, how good they are at catching the ball, and how good they are compared to expected averages okay. of creating yards after the catch. And so it does a really good job of capturing what happens analytically that may not make a ton of sense for you when you look at it compared to how you maybe rank wide receivers and tight ends in the NFL. Okay. But if you want an idea of how this stacks up, there's a catch-all score. And Stephon Diggs is number one. That makes a ton of sense, right? Yes, he, he does seem like one, one of, if not the best receivers in football. The next one on this list might surprise folks. Tyler Lockett. And it has to do with his he basically leading the league and creating separation from, his, from defensive backs. His okay. openness rating puts him above the 90th percentile. Okay. Then you run into guys like... I mean, that is the most explosive offense yes. in, in the NFL right now. One of the most efficient offenses in the NFL, too. Mm-hmm. So, makes sense. What's interesting is... He's I think, in the top 10 in receiving yards as well. What's interesting about this is that he's actually in the 22nd percentile. Lower number is bad in Yak's score. And the way that they do yard after catch has less to do with their actual Yak yards and their expected Yak yards. So, if you catch a five-yard yeah. in route yeah. and you've got a bunch of coverage over the top of you, you're not expected to turn and go. If you catch a deep ball where you've already beat the coverage, you're expected to take it all the way. So the difference is what that is. So he's actually performing under. So if you're if you're thinking about the Seahawks and Tyler Lockett, there's a potential for him to get better based off his openness, his catch scoring, and the fact that he's not breaking big plays versus what is expected already. Right. It's kind of interesting if you're taking a look at the Seahawks and it kind of lets you know how they're working through progressions and how that offense is, is working yep. under Geno Smith. But as you go down the list, then you start seeing guys like David Njoku, who's number four. Uh, Brandon Ayuk at number nine. Mark Andrews at number eight. And it starts, okay, there's some guys that pop here, but there's some guys that kind of make you go, hmm. huh, that's interesting, because it's not Debo Samuel. In fact, it's Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. The other part of this is somebody like the Detroit Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown is 43rd overall on this list. So his performance, while great, hmm. doesn't necessarily match up to the analytics, so 
could you see some regression in that Lions offense, which got shut out by the Detroit Lions this week? I think it, by the Patriots. that's interesting, too, because, I mean, scheme has so much to do with, with that as well. Do you scheme guys open? And, like, to kind of piggyback off of that, I saw that Geno Smith, he has got Tyler Lockett being number two on this list. Geno Smith has the highest completion percentage through five weeks since Peyton Manning in 2013. It's also the fourth highest through five weeks ever. Ever. Like, so what Geno Smith is like, they're scheming everybody. Like, the the scheme and Shane Waldron and what he's doing up in Seattle is working on so many different levels that if you look at it, man, uh, maybe you think that if Russell Wilson may have been, I, I guess, more willing to be a part of that offense and not just let Russ cook, it, it would have... Would have benefited. Things might have gone a little bit better. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, also, a guy who doesn't is not a friend to analytics, except for this stat. The 49ers beat the Panthers 37-15 in Jimmy Garoppolo's 50th start. Only Patrick Mahomes had a higher passer rating than Jimmy G's 98.8 and at least 35 wins in their first 50 starts in NFL history. So think of that. 50, at least 50 starts in having a passer rating over 98.8 in at least 35 wins in those first 50. Only two. Jimmy G, Patrick Mahomes. That's That one is amazing to me because he is he's risk-averse at times, Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo. He's not the guy who's going to make the big play. But his rating and his wins... That is coaching. That is scheme. And Jimmy G willing to follow it. He plays within himself. I'm going to piggyback your piggyback. It's a, du- it's a double piggyback. Hey-o. Jimmy Garoppolo's interception rate this year is an NFL low 0.9%. There is your risk averse. Your NFL average right now is 2.3%. Hey. I'm Taking like, care of the football, baby. Okay. Pete Carroll is somewhere getting very, very horny for Jimmy G. <laughs> this is like if you think of where are Niner fans at right now? They have no clue. There are two where, decisive camps. Because it is you you know what you have in Jimmy Garoppolo, but you know what that is, is if you have the best NFL in, or defense in the NFL, which they do, um, and I know injury after injury and two injuries to their secondary, including Emmanuel Mosley getting the torn ACL and Jimmy Ward being banged up. I mean, that, those are so critical and those are killers. But if you can protect your defense with Jimmy Garoppolo, we know what the limit is. The limit is going to the Super Bowl. It's can he make that one throw to George Kittle that could have won them that Super Bowl? Here's the thing. like, Is Trent Dilfer... Like, the Dilfer line? Does Jimmy G pass that? Yes. Yeah, he does. So, I, this whole, like, they've got to worry about the future. No, you don't. In the NFL, you do not worry about the future. To full less need this. F them picks. F everything. <laughs> Go with the quarterback that gives you the best chance. If you have a legitimate Super Bowl caliber defense, which the 49ers, you and I are dead agreement, best defense in the NFL? Yeah. If you have the best defense in the NFL, you've got offensive weapons in Kittle and Debo, and you've got a quarterback that's not going to screw you over, lean into the skid, man. Just turn right in and go. Go, because there's there's no – you don't know when you're going to be back. 
You don't know if Bosa's going to shred his knee and be done. Dang right. Uh, All right. We've got... Oh, I got one more for you here. So Bailey Zappi, he was the... You can't convince me it's a real person and not a made-up magician. Yeah, Bailey Zappi does not sound like... uh, That's not your your stereotypical football bro name. No, he's on the weekends like pulling rabbits out of hats for kids. He, he started, he's a quarterback out of Western Kentucky, started for the Patriots, and their 29-0 win over the Lions. That makes Bill Belichick 5-0 and with a quarterback drafted outside of the first round making their debut since he took over as Patriots head coach in 2000. So, I mean, think of that. It's Brady, Matt Castle, uh, you will have... Jimmy G on that list. Bailey Zappi is on that list. And Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby, there we go. Those are your five on that list. The rest of the NFL since 2000 when Belichick took over is 30 and 80 when starting a quarterback that was not drafted in the first round in their debut game. 30 and 80. Belichick seems to be 5 and 0. <laughs> Which is like, it's one part good franchise, good team, good coaching, but it's also, like, luck in your schedule. Like, Bailey Zappi's not going out there and beating Buffalo. No. But he can beat the Detroit Lions, for goodness sakes. It's just that they got lucky a lot of times with breaks in their schedule and, you know, having really good rosters to surround that quarterback with. And it's just a it's a weird outlier in sports that Belichick is 5-0 and and everybody else 30-8. and you know, I we mentioned the 2011 Vikings. I can't remember what the stat was. Oh, it was um, blown 17-point leads, multiple 17-point leads in the first five weeks of the season. <clears throat> Which is kind of insane because that team featured NFL sack leader Jared Allen with his 22-sack season. Yeah. Quick, who's the quarterback on that team? Uh, in 2011? Uh-huh. Oh, goodness. Randall Cunningham? Nope. <laughs> 2011? <laughs> He's not that old. Uh, would that be uh, Christian Ponder? Yes, it is. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Ponder. <laughs> oh, now it makes sense. Yep. Now it makes you sense. You had AP, you had Percy Harvin, and you had tight end Jim Kleinsasa. Does a quarterback make a coach, though? This is a, this is interesting when you think of the first-year head coaches. Let's talk about those guys because McDaniel's catching some heat after last night's performance on Monday Night Football. So is uh, his AFC West counterpart, Nathaniel Hackett, Danny and Dusty on the fan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Josh McDaniel, even though he is, this isn't his first time being a head coach, he's a new head coach in the NFL? Sure. Okay. Nathaniel Hackett, first ever first time ever being a head coach. Brian Dayball, New York Giants. Mike McDaniel, Miami. Matt Eberflus in Chicago. And Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota. I think if you were, I don't think, I know if you were to ask anybody at the beginning of the year who has the best quarterbacks out of this thing, you would, in, which is an inherent advantage, you would say Nathaniel Hackett in Denver and Josh McDaniels in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Yet here we are five weeks into the year, and I think it's fascinating to look at Dayball is 4-1 with his quarterback being a guy everybody wrote off, including at the beginning of the year in, in Daniel Jones. I mean, we could still write him off. Okay. He's, yeah. he's, he's still been not good. And they may be a fraudulent 4-1 and one when we look back at it uh, with their wins over the Titans, Panthers, Bears, and Packers. And it says a road win against the Packers. Uh, that wouldn't be in Jolly Old London Town. Yes. Right? And a loss to the Cowboys. But they play everybody tight. And that's like a sign of a well-coached and good roster. And the Giants roster isn't terrible by any stretch. They have zero wide receivers to speak of. I mean, zero. Offensive line solid. Oh, line solid. Running game is incredible. But with all of their injuries, they're like extremely limited mm-hmm. offensively. They literally ran Saquon Barkley as a Wildcat quarterback for an entire series. And they're finding ways to win. So they are finding ways to win with the hobbled Daniel Jones, right? You have Mike McDaniel down in Miami with Tua, where the entire franchise was trying to get rid of Tua to the point where the owner is is now suspended for a year because he was trying to lure Tom Brady over during Tua's rookie season, for goodness sakes. And what has Mike McDaniel done with Tua Tungavailoa? Well, he's hurt, but they're 3-2 and two right now. And goodness gracious, how different is that game on Monday, or on Sunday, rather, against the Jets if... Teddy Bridgewater doesn't go down in that game. With their third-string quarterback uh, against the New York Jets, they were trying to piece something together. And with with Teddy Two Gloves, they they, they would have had a chance to win that game. Um, so you have Mike McDaniel down in Miami, Matt Eberflus in Chicago. Which Uh-oh. turns out there's no amount of coaching that changes bad quarterback play and absolutely S-ton roster. But they are 2-3. and three. And, sure. And then you they, have, they got two of their maybe three wins of the season already. So you have Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota, which I, I thought was a really good hire out of the McVay tree because you have a guy who's familiar with Kirk Cousins 
and we all know Kirk Cousins' limitations. You need somebody that understands those limitations and is offensive-minded. Mike Zimmer, they've been better. Defensive mind was brutal. significantly on the offensive end. You could argue a defensive regression, but more balanced to both sides of the ball. So you have four and one Minnesota, four and one New York Giants. Okay, the Raiders with McDaniel are one and four. Nathaniel Hackett looks in over his head. They're two and three. And if you want to talk about coaching when it pertains to both the Raiders and the Broncos, the Raiders are now zero and four in one score games. Yikes. Look at look at every single one of their losses. They have all Arizona at the buzzer. Basically, the Chiefs at the buzzer. I mean, you, you start going down the list and you go, ah, crap. Because really, the, the I think believe the Raiders were an NFL best uh, eight wins in one score games. So you're seeing it just the reality of the coin toss coming back on them between last well, year and this year. And, and that is that is historic. Like historically, the trends are. Mm-hmm. 50%. If you're really good in one, one win games one year, it's going to cut or one score games, it's going to swing back the other way. And that's why you look at at the beginning of the year, if a team is winning a lot of tight games, it likely evens itself out over the course of the year, which is the New York Football Giants. They won 21 20, 19 to 16, 20 to 12, 27 22. They, every single one of their games has been a one score game because their loss was. 23 to 16 um, against the Dallas Cowboys. They play everybody tight. It's going to even, they're four and one right now, but if you keep playing these tight games, the historical trend will tell you you're going to be about a 500 team in in those games. With, With all of this being said, you have all of these coaches, right? The two guys that came in with the biggest advantage of having Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks. Viable quarterbacks, because the other coaches don't. But being in a wickedly tough division, it, which is a whole other conversation, these guys are the ones that are underperforming the most out of any of them. And that is the the surprising part. Is like Brian Dayball in the New York Giants. We thought that they were going to be in that conversation of a, a team just trying to, to get into those quarterback sweepstakes because they were not sold on Daniel Jones. Hell, at 4-1 and one right now, you're you're looking at a division in the NFC East, which has just turned the whole NFL world on its head, because the Phillies undefeated, Dallas four and one, New York Giants. Can we just fast forward to Week Ten when all of the NFC East stuff has been rectified, and we're looking back at them and they're all five hundred again? Yeah, sure, we can uh, <laughs> go ahead and try to do that. But how would you stack up these these first year head coaches? Hackett, McDaniel, Dayball. Mike Mc or Mike McDaniel and yeah. Josh McDaniels, and then Matt Eberflus and Kevin O'Connell. Because I would, at the bottom, I think we can agree that it's it, Nathaniel. Hackett. It's Hackett, yes. Uh, I would go Davol McDaniel O'Connell McDaniels Eberflus Hackett. Yeah, well, Eberflus has got such a hard he, deal in he Chicago, does, but also like. It was all Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy. No, it wasn't all Matt Nagy. Your roster sucks. Do we give him a little bit of credit for that, though? Because he's actually exceeding the expectations for what that team is right now. I mean, think about that. Did, like, did anybody see them at two and three on the season, head, heading in, heading into their sixth game of the year? I think that he's probably treading that water, if not keeping your head above um, a little bit more than we expect. Because I was holding reservation on Justin Fields because you had. Eberflus, who looked like he was trying to sabotage himself at times last year. Mm-hmm. 
and and you have a coaching change, it was like, all right, they have no weapons. They're not good. Can we see what happens? Matt Eberflus does not trust his quarterback one bit. Very clearly. He they've thrown attempted what ninety passes. Looking or, at this earlier, the only quarterbacks you were talking about, uh, Daniel Jones, the only quarterback who has appeared in uh, every game is Cooper Rush and Justin Fields. They have less passing yards than Daniel Jones. That's tough. Yeah, and Cooper Rush came into the game, and well, Justin Fields is two hundred yards behind Daniel Jones. Yeah, who doesn't throw? And for but ref- they're finding ways to win. For reference, they have half the yardage of Josh Allen, who's number one right now. I really like, I, I really do like uh, Brian Dable. I think he is a fantastic coach. He, he's mad geniusing right now. I, he I, really is. His growth that you saw with Josh Allen, with Dayball kind of attached to his hip in Buffalo, and Josh Allen gave him a ton of credit for helping him mature, helping him become more of an accurate passer, right? And kind of breaking down and reconstructing him and helping the scheme help him evolve into more of a passer. Uh, he's, he's been incredible in New York as well. And, and I, love, I love it. I love that he's fiery uh, on the sideline too. Like his guys get it, right? It's not over the top like Dan Campbell, but he, he can get guys to play hard for him. I think Dayball's going to be a great hire Long term, long term there in New York. Now, I, love, I love it when a Russ team gets save a, this, put it into a file. Uh, it will backfire. Yeah. But I love Brian Dable. No, I love it when teams get a higher right and you get a coach that sticks like Tomlin with the Steelers, like fifteen yeah. year coach, like it or uh, Belichick in in, in uh, New England. Yeah. Or to to be honest, I think McDaniel in Miami is a guy that makes a ton Mike of McDaniel. sense. Yeah, certain people fit they, areas. Yeah, I think Sean McDermott fits that up in uh, Buffalo. I think McDermott is a great fit for the area. He's, he's from around Hell, there. It's it fits him. He's an old wrestler. Yeah. Sirianni, as awkward as that first press conference is or was, might be a guy that makes sense <laughs> just because of his awkward. Remember, Andy Reid was awkward as hell in his press conferences early on. Yeah, and he was there for what twelve years. Yeah, that is true. Like I just. You know, when you find a coach that makes sense, which the Raiders know nothing about because they haven't had a coach worth a damn in 25 years. Feels like Nathaniel Hackett's going to be showing the door pretty soon, though. I mean, does he last the season? I don't know. It, this is really interesting. We'll have this later in the show uh, because I want to know, we've had Matt Rule. Who's the next to go in the NFL? We'll, we'll put a pin in that t- conversation. We'll come back to it next. we got to get to the worst day on the web. First is Rust, and he's got a Sports Center update for you. It's going to be a great one, too. <laughs> It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. Accountability hard to find, Mr. Morang. Yikes. Uh, one Mississippi quarterback. Two Mississippi. Mississippi jail. Uh, Brett Favre is embroiled in controversy, to say the least, after being linked. Both their embezzled, smuggled, stole, however you want to criminally phrase it, money from the poorest people in the country in the state of Mississippi uh, has now come out and said, I have been unjustly smeared in the media. I have done nothing wrong. And it is past time to set the record straight. 
No one ever told me, and I did not know that funds designated for welfare recipients were going to the university or me. I tried to help my alma mater, University of Southern Mississippi, a public Mississippi State University, raise funds for a wellness center. My goal was and always will be to improve the athletics facilities at my university. The problem here, Dusty, is much like during his playing career, text messages will be his undoing. Yeah, yeah, because the text messages make him look bad and all this. And it should be noted. In all of this, six people have been uh, charged and multiple with others fraud indicted. because $77 million of the uh, temporary assistance for needy families funds were diverted. To clarify, that fund is for the poorest of poor people in, in the poorest the, state in the country. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. And if you... Uh, wonder why like a lot of the assistance that is given out is not really helping that many people look no further than this because uh what what they're finding is and this is where Favre comes into it that southern miss university of southern miss they got five million dollars uh as of uh, part of this money that's missing right also brett Favre himself was paid and we heard about this a long time ago he was paid 1.1 million dollars for speeches um, that he that never made. He never made, yeah. And the state is now suing him for a quarter of a million dollars. Plus right? interest. Now, with all of this being said, text messages being his undoing is that he legitimately texted a government official, they'll never find out where the money came for, right? Like he knew that it was shady. Can like, they ever? Can, is there any way the media or somebody else can trace it back to me? Yeah. Like, you don't ask that question without wonder, like, knowing where the money's coming from. Because otherwise, you're totally fine. Everything's on the up and up. Now, there has been smoke, 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 smoke surrounding Brett Favre. Uh, We have seen now some fire starting to happen. And uh, this will be very interesting to see how how it all develops. But Brett Favre is finally taking heat in, in the national news because of it. Because... Like, we would just see these little drips come out of information. Like, hey, by the way, this is what's happening in Mississippi. And then people would be like, hey, isn't that related to Brett Favre? And nothing substantive would come out of it. Now we are seeing all of it is starting to direct and kind of focus more from the big players, the ones that have been arrested and charged, to the smaller players and the dominoes are falling in. In in the grand scheme, when you think of it, Brett Favre, um, of the seventy-seven million, that five million that went to uh, Ole Miss or Southern Miss rather, and the one point one million that went to Brett Favre, that's not a whole heck of a lot of the seventy-seven million. But now they're going to try to find out where every single dollar came from, from not just the big players but the small ones as well. And this is where it kind of feels like. The walls are getting tighter and tighter. We're seeing this. This is how investigations go now. Deny, 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 deny. Oops, they found something, and then all of a sudden they go full space balls and they get out the comb. They they comb that desert, and as opposed to Mr. Mel Brooks, they find everything. Boy, yeah, that's uh, Brett Favre, not a good criminal. if this is true about about him, if that if that text message legitimately is like, hey, nobody's gonna be able to find where. where this money came from. It's like, we knew that something horrific was happening and this was for needy people and the poorest of the poor people in the poorest state in the country. And he's like, uh, it just makes it infinitely worse. And it's like, 
I hate that's a bad look. I hate brother. admitting this because Brett Favre was kind of like my quarterback hero growing up because the Raiders didn't have quarterbacks in that time period. Dirtslinger, man. I, I loved watching those Packers teams. It turns out him and guys like Mark Shimmer on his team were complete dirtbags. Uh, the more we find out about Brett Favre, the more we find out he was a terrible human being, and all of this like legend building that was built up around him. Yeah. was not true, and it turns out he's just a really awful person. And he's going the George Costanza route. Just remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Costanza route is taken by far too many. So, so many people. <laughs> people of influence, too, and power. Uh, Costanza was on to something. Seinfeld was, too. All right. Worst day on the web. Mr. Brett Favre. 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. Uh, we'll give you an update to, coming up next. we got a lot of baseball going on uh, as this is like one of the greatest times of the year. We get baseball overload coming uh, in postseason action. we got two games that are underway right now, a third one just about to start as well. This is Danny Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. All right, Major League Baseball postseason going on right now in Houston. Jordan Alvarez has uh, got the bats going for Houston as uh, Mariners still lead in the bottom of the third area, excuse me, top of the fourth inning now. Four to two over Houston. Justin Verlander struggling through the first two frames. And uh, a rookie, you may have heard of him. His name is Julio Rodriguez. Julio! Uh, he's having quite a day. He is one for one with two RBI and two runs scored. And a walk. <laughs> he doubled uh, to bring in Frazier and Kellenic in the second. Uh, and he was the first run to score as Cal Raleigh, the big dumper himself, knocked in the first two runs of uh, J-Rod and Ty France to get the things going. Mariners, man, I, I will... This is the one thing I said this yesterday that you would love to see if you're a Mariners fan. They have not been rattled. Like it was at the in the beginning of September, it was like when they had that swoon. There was that feeling of, and they even said it like the pressure was too much. They canceled like batting practice to try and like alleviate the pressure, cleanse the the soul. Well, that was like a big red flag as to okay, now are they going to clinch when it comes playoff time? They haven't, man. They've been playing loose and free. They've done it several ways in their short now, which is what, two games and the start of this third game. Uh, they've been able to jump on teams. They've fallen into holes. They've had leads be erased and able to hold off Toronto. Like, it is, it's impressive to watch this young group just kind of come together in, in these big moments. And they got on Justin Verlander early in this game. Verlander looked Horrific early. It took him 32 pitches to get his first swing and a miss. First, we're talking Justin Verlander. Yeah, he's at the 64 now in the fourth. Goodness so it's, it's leveled out a little bit. He was able to get out of the third without too much damage. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's I. this is not the game that I expected the Mariners to win. I'd say that. No, it's it's a great one uh, if they can. And uh, look, this, I think this is going to be a fun series. It's going to be great. I think we have a lot of really fun series on, on top for us. And it could be a, a sign of things to come as 
We have the road team in Seattle leading Houston 4-2 to two in the third. In the ninth inning in Atlanta at Truist Park, the Phillies have a 7-3 lead over their division rivals and the division champion Atlanta Braves, uh, defending World Series champions. 7-6 now. It is 7-6 now? Yes, just now. Bottom of the ninth, one out. Braves, three-run shot. There you go. <laughs> and now we have a 7-6 ball game. This is why postseason baseball is awesome. I love all of it. And coming up, we have Guardians and Yankees. That one at 4.30 and at 6.30 tonight, Padres-Dodgers. So we have three divisional matchups in the divisional round of the playoffs. And then you have the AL Central uh, champion, champion, uh, Cleveland Guardians, going to the Bronx to take on the New York Yankees. And this is, this is one of the things I was talking with Cooley about before our sales manager, Ryan Cooley. Uh, we were talking about this before the postseason even started. And it, it was so true. He, we were talking about how of the draws, getting the Guardians raise uh, as the two seed in the AL was way better than getting the Blue Jays or the Mariners because if those teams get hot and get streaky hitting, watch out. Yeah. It could be dangerous. Like, you know what you're getting in the Guardians. You're getting a good defensive team. They're mm-hmm. not going to score a ton of runs. But one of the best defensive or the best defensive, the best defensive team in team. all of yes. baseball, the New York Yankees, they can go toe to toe against you. Little, little, little problematic, no. certainly. Yeah. But uh, no, you you look at. We talked about this yesterday. I think part of the reason why these series are going to be so much fun is because mm. they are division series mm. across the board, with the exception of mm. uh, Guardians Yankees. Yeah. You love to see it. Yeah. You. I don't love to see this. Right now, with uh, the Astros losing to the Seattle Mariners, I, I mean, know that I, mean, uh, I do. Ninety-nine point nine nine percent of other humans are okay with it, uh, but you know it's 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 a tough one to watch here right now. But Verlander, like he's starting to find his groove. Unfortunately, his groove is coming seventy pitches into the game, and it's that have come to. There's now two out. Down by one, it was Olsen with a three-run shot who drove in Acuna Jr. and Swanson. 414-foot bomb dead center. That is a rocket launch. Jeez. Oh, man. And that place is super cool. I got a chance to you see just two games there. there. It's a, that When that environment gets rolling, man, it is fun to watch. And it's annoying if you are an opposing fan base. And I imagine it's annoying if you're an opposing team. Because I was there when um, Spencer Strider um, set the franchise record. J.P. Crawford just hit the ball a mile off Verlander home run, 5-2. Um, wow. But I was down there when Spencer Strider set the franchise record 16 strikeouts in a game, and they light off fireworks for every strikeout. And they, they light off fireworks for every home run. So I went from a 16-strikeout game where fireworks were lit off for every single strikeout to a game where there was five home runs hit the very next night against the Miami Marlins, and they had fireworks for every damn home run. Every is the most annoying stadium to be in if you're a visitor. Yeah. You know, like, if you're the home team, they all feed off it, though. It's yeah, super no. cool. Just It's, 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 it's the, uh, the the little toy, the wind-up monkey with the cymbals and the drums, like yep. the one-man band kit. That's exactly what happens every time they hit a home run. And when they do the, like, when a pitcher is getting rattled, like right now, if, like, Verlander was on the hill, and I guarantee it's happening right now with uh, the Phillies on the ropes, anytime they feel like the opposing pitcher 
is getting a little shook, they'll do the tomahawk chop, and it's crazy. It yep. gets nuts. Philly's just got the third out. There we go. They All right. Clinch game one, 7-6 after the Braves put the fear of God into the Phillies with a three-run shot it's in the ninth. Not a sprint. It's a marathon. Not a sprint. It's a marathon. Let's go. Five-game series. All right. Let's get to hour number three. Uh, the Pac-12. Guess what? Guess where we are, folks? We're at the halfway oh. pull of the regular season. Halfway through 2022, where does the pack stand? Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.